Oh, welcome to Between Alpha and Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Parr, and we have theme music now. Listen ooh, to ooh, it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's a headbanger. Ooh, it's yeah, it is. With me on the couch is Drew. Yo. And Curtis. What up? How's it going, fellas? It's been a month since we've uh, had a show because 4th of July. Yes. 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 Things are good. Things are good? Things are good. Uh, what did you guys do on the 4th of July? Watched movies and didn't go see fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, what did you do on the 4th? I went to the Rents house and uh, bullshitted for like two days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the 4th of July came. And uh, <clears throat> we shot off a bunch of fireworks. Some of them were kind of big, but m- I could tell that my dad wasn't interested in forking over all of the money like he normally does <laughs> fair, because fair. his son-in-laws are starting to uh, become pretty successful. So nice. he left it up to them to buy most of the stuff, and both of them are very cheap. So it was kind of just like average. Meh. Yeah, just mm. average. But it was it's good for like... Family get-together. Family fireworks, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Forrest woke up around 10 o'clock, like two hours after we started fireworks. And I knew he wasn't going to go back to sleep, so I just slapped a pair of uh, ear protection that I bought for him on him and brought him outside, and he was like... Ooh, pretty colors. I'm look. I'm looking like a psychopath in the in the sky for those of you who can't see me, which is all of you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Audio format. Yeah. So uh, he loved it a lot. The trip was okay, but um, Forrest does not sleep well. Not in his room. Interesting. So he's very much like. He likes his four walls. He likes his four walls. He likes his bed. But it's okay. He'll get over it eventually, I think. I'm kind of like that, too. I never sleep well abroad outside yeah. of my bed. I don't either. Yeah. I sleep like shit at my parents' house. Mainly because the mattress that they make us sleep on is, like, a very soft rock. Hmm. It's, I don't know if I don't know how else to describe it. Hmm. Um, See, I could sleep anywhere. Yeah, you're one of those types. Yeah. You and Nick both. Yeah, I... It's true. It's like having the dead here at <laughs> night. It's like, oh man, I'm being kind of loud. Oh, I hear both of them snoring. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, awesome. So, what about you? Uh, we talked about it in the middle with Caleb. We went to St. Charles Main Street uh, and watched their show. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Uh, lots and lots of people probably got COVID. It's fine. You're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not dead, so I guess yep. we survived. Yes, we're good. I guess we're good. <laughs> <laughs> guess we're good. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of people there. It was a zoo. Just tons and tons and tons of people there. That's how it's been since COVID started, though, in St. Charles. Yeah, everyone's yeah. just like, this doesn't exist. Yeah, like three weeks after St. Louis County shut down, St. Charles County was like, yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah, you don't need a mask. We're yeah. open. Everything's normal. <clears throat> Everything's normal. Yeah, stupid freaking. Like, I went to Main Street for a bachelor party after all of this happened uh-huh. and I was the only one wearing a mask and everyone was looking at me fucking weird and I'm like <laughs> you guys are dumb <laughs> you guys are super stupid dude it's like a foreign country over there man it's really weird hello actually. to my St. Charles friends hi guys <laughs> they're actually responsible St. Charles people they, w- they actually said when we were hanging out during COVID we'd rather come out here 
Yeah. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> be there. Because <laughs> you guys actually follow the rules. Yeah. Right. right. So. Acknowledge that it's a crazy world going on. Yeah. Right. Uh, so how's uh, life other than the 4th of July? Drew. Um, life other than 4th of July is... Yeah, catch us up. It's been a month. Fairly decent. Uh, work <laughs> finally slowed down a little bit for me. Um, but, Tim, you and I have talked about this, but they're uh, very adamant about us going back into the office right, and right, right. keep expressing, well, it's going to happen eventually, mm-hmm. so be prepared for it. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Where? What is the timetable? You can't just say eventually. Right. Because if you keep telling me that, then you're going to, like, you're forcing me to push even harder against going back because I don't want to go back in the first place. Right. But then when you can't give me a timetable, I'm definitely not going to be happy about it. So I'm kind of fighting against them for that. Like last Wednesday, I was supposed to go into the office, and I was like, no, I'm (laughs) not doing that. (laughs) Perfect. And uh, not my direct supervisor, but the person ahead of him was – very upset that I didn't show up, but I, you know, made a pretty decent point that, first of all, they didn't even make a calendar invite <laughs> and didn't send it out on Outlook. Perfect. Perfect. So, like, if I don't have something on my calendar, there's no way I'm going to remember it. Right. Um, yeah. They didn't send anything out on Teams about it. They just randomly sent us an email, like, three weeks ago and said, we're having a a team meeting, and we're going to be in the office for it. So just come into the office and work that day. Perfect. And then my boss, like, the night before, was like, are you coming in the office tomorrow? And I was like, why would I? Well, because the content team is supposed to come in, and I was like, no, I'm not coming in. Yeah, but see, the way you just worded that question, are you coming to the office tomorrow that Right. Open the opportunity for me to say no. For me to say no. Yeah. Right. right. And so, right. of course, I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then my boss, too, he doesn't want to go back into the office either. And I didn't know that. Like, he, throughout this whole process, has seemed very, very against being out of the office. But I think he's slowly warmed up to being out of the office. And now he's like, I see the convenience of this. I don't want to go back in. Right. Um, and he's like, when it gets to it, and he told me this, he said, when it gets to it and they push us and they say you have to come back in, he's like, I will fight with you nice. to not go back in. So Perfect. that is Very nice, nice. Yeah. to have, you know, my my direct supervisor has my back. So, Well, you could always come up with an excuse, my workplace, and I'll get to that update, um, that you're, you have a little child who can't get vaccinated. Right, and I, so... Um, I talked to him about that too, and he's like, "Okay, get childcare." That like that's what they'll say to us, really, because he's he's been told this kind of stuff before. It doesn't matter about childcare because if you get it in the office, you're going to give it to your kid. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not a childcare question. Their really. their answer yeah, is yeah. get childcare. It's not solving <laughs> the issue of a pandemic. I know. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Well, it also doesn't make sense that we're being forced to go back into the office, so... There's that. And, like, my boss tried to, you know, 
come at it from all perspectives. So he's like, you have to think about the the board members of of the company and the people who are like in charge of making sure this thing still runs. They're paying for this office building and it's not being utilized and that's really expensive. And I told him, I said, no, I completely understand that. And I was like, that to me is the only logical reason why they're mm-hmm. sending us back into the office. And he didn't really have much to say because I think that that's the truth. Yeah. And he doesn't want to, you know, uh, incriminate the company for making that decision. But it's right. like, that's the only logical reason. I know that's the reason. But at the same time, they easily could have just probably stripped themselves of the lease, you know, paid whatever fee it was going to cost to get out of the lease, and then end up saving more money by not continuing to pay for this building. Right. So. Yeah. When you boil it all down, it just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. How big is your company? We have 170 people. Okay. So it's not big. By any stretch of the imagination. But it's small enough that a lot of these smaller businesses are all going to, like, oh, let's save money on not leasing out this office space. Well, yeah. I mean, we have to have some sort of space to congregate for when we do video shoots. Sure. But that's it. Mm-hmm. No, it's studio space. Yeah. Literally a studio is what we need. So um, you can rent a studio in West County for, like an eighth of what we spend on our offices. Because we have a large office room that houses 30 people on the fourth floor. And then we have our, in the entire fifth floor of this office building. Right. It's, I know it's not cheap. No, not at all. And it's in town and country. (laughs) So Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, that's dumb. And that's the issue, quote-unquote, that I have with work right now. But everything else is going pretty well. I've been doing a lot of yard work. I've made it a point to be outside doing some sort of yard work every day. Nice. Doing something. So. Yeah, we're about to do that after the podcast. Yep. yep. It's going to be a fun adventure. Fun times. Yeah. How about you, Curtis? What's up? Well, I have a little bit of a story. Ooh. I've told you, I've told you most of this. I don't know if you know all of this, Drew. But so I got passed over for both of those positions at work. Yes. And so that sucks. Yeah. And my boss decided to tell me, like, that I got passed over for both of them at the same time on a Thursday. So I wasn't happy, especially with the feedback, because they told me one of my issues was that I wasn't partnering with my leadership enough. Okay. And really the only, like, case that they had to explain what that meant was we have an intern, and he was working remote. And he's been training underneath me, so I was on the phone with him trying to diagnose because his computer just stopped working after lunch. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I mean, we can't figure this out. you got to go into the office, and they'll get you situated with a replacement computer or whatnot. And then I went to my supervisor and said, hey, here's what's up. He's coming into the office so that he can get some work done. And apparently that was stepping on my leadership's toes by telling the intern to go to the office so that he could actually get his job done. Interesting. Yeah. So, further on that, something that happened just a couple of days ago, uh, my junior vice president, so my boss's 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 boss, Mm -hmm. actually messaged me, and I got on a call with her, and 
she was telling me how impressed she was by me in my interview that I had with her. And she actually wound up giving me a raise. Oh, nice. Just hell yeah. For because she knows that I'm a hard worker and I'm getting really frustrated with all yeah. being passed over. And she's like, I totally get it. Like, I think you're worth it. So here's more money. Nice. And now the last little bit of the story that I know you don't know about, Tim. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, on the edge of my seat right now. Yeah. So uh, my boss, uh, apparently they are opening up another lead position. Mm-hmm. So I have to interview for it again. <laughs> nice. Even though we literally just did this. Right. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Usually there's like a 90-day thing. Like if you've interviewed for the position before 90 days, yeah. just take that. At least that's how my workplace does it. I I think that makes sense. Like you guys literally just did lead interviews two months ago. Yep. Why don't you just draw from that pool? Yep. Instead of starting this process over all all over again. Yep. Because mm. we like wasting people's time. Yep. God, I hate that so much. Yeah. So that's my uh, work situation. Fantastic. When do you guys go back in the office? Uh, the rumors are September. We don't have a hard date yet. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the office has a really good feeling that they're going to push it back by that time since all the cases are, since we have a bunch of cases here in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. The Delta variant is ravaging Southern Missouri and it's creeping up to our area. Yep. It's so it's what's funny about the whole Delta variant mm-hmm. title, uh, <laughs> Delta Airlines, <laughs> <laughs> they like. I heard they made like a mandate that employees can't call it the Delta variant. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, after what happened to Corona beer, that kind of yeah. makes sense. Sure, yeah, I get it. Yeah, people so, not drinking a freaking beer because <laughs> they literally just they're they're allowed to call it the variant. The variant. Yeah, mm. they can't say Delta variant. <laughs> that I is, love it. Americans are dumb. They yeah. sure are. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to drink Corona I beer mean, people, or fly Delta. <laughs> people already shouldn't fly Delta. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true, though. Like, yeah. So, I mean, this is probably them just, like, trying to keep one nail out of the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Hopefully the next variant is Southwest or something. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I like Southwest. I'm just saying, like, other airline yeah. <laughs> companies. The Southwest variant. <laughs> Or the enterprise variant. Oh, First, yeah. like, variant. We're just going to start var- uh, targeting various companies in the country. Yeah, The Disney variant. The, the Amazon Disney variant. World. <laughs> Don't subscribe to Disney Plus. You'll get the <laughs> Disney variant. <laughs> you'll get the Disney variant. <laughs> they should call it the Amazon variant because then everyone will be like, Amazon! Amazon. <laughs> They're the ones giving us this new virus. <laughs> <sighs> and that's how Amazon died. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> And how we all died. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my workplace is um, uh, a chicken with his head cut off. That's probably the best way to explain my work situation. So normal. Uh, it's worse. <laughs> uh, DC and Washington and all this stuff. Uh, it's just chaotic. It is absolutely chaotic. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to re-entry 75% or phase three uh, Monday, July 19th, for those keeping track. Um, and I was supposed to work eight hours Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then till work Tuesday, Thursday for eight hours. And then the next week, what is that, the 26th, 
we were supposed to work five eight, uh, five days a week, eight hours a day. That was a rumor. It was going to be one week where it was every other day, and then they were going to go. Because they didn't want to uh, change the schedule. Because right now I work every other day, and or flip-flops. I work every, like, my A schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then my B schedule is Tuesday, Thursday, being in the office. Sure. Uh, so they were just going to keep that going until the 26th. And the rumor mill was everyone would just return back in the office on the 26th uh, for eight hours, five days a week. Um. This was a conversation as of uh, the last time I was in the office, which was Tuesday of last week, because I teleworked Wednesday and took Thursday, Friday off, because I was like, well, the world's coming to an end, and uh, I have no idea what's going to happen at work, so I'm just going to not be there for a few days and prepare for the stress and angst of returning to the office with this Delta variant and whatnot going on. Um, so we get an email Thursday thursday afternoon saying oh yeah we're pushed all of that back we're gonna stay in phase two we reverted so uh our schedule won't change until further notice yeah yeah two days before we're supposed to return back into the office nope never mind uh and then we get an email from the head honcho in dc uh that says our drop dead date is like august 16th that every facility that I'm attached to is going to start their re-entry phases. So uh, does that mean sure they will. at that date you're, you guys are going to go back to all like 100%? I time? don't know. Okay. There was a lot of caveats in this big long email and it basically said we're looking at local health officials and local health areas and we'll be monitoring that closely. So, like, there's a, other facilities, a part of my agency, that are still progressing in the phase three and reentry. Uh, but we were regressed because of the Delta strain hitting Missouri heart, the hardest. Yeah. Um, until further notice. But they're all uh, facilities are going to start reentry on August 16th, depending on locality. Clear as mud. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I get it. There there is no other that's literally all the information I have and I work there. Mm-hmm. Uh I, yeah. Like even going into the 6th or the 19th that was the only information I was given was a schedule of you're working 8 hours on Monday. That's it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only stuff they've told us and uh management when i was there on tuesday was scrambling freaking freaking out going what do we do don't know they're eliminating our desktops in favor of the laptops if they just issued them us so no idea what's happening with that we also don't really have an it department but we still do so no idea what's happening with that um they're also shifting our work for my team specifically to do something else no idea what's happening with that um a lot of chaos. We've also just hired 100 new people, which they have interviewed, which we don't have the space for. So I have no idea where they're going to be if we're all. I wonder where they are right now. Yep. So <laughs> um, this is the worst. I've been there for 15 years now. Uh, this is the worst and most chaotic I've ever seen in this place. No one, even my upper management people, have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. It's literally a seat. See, uh, what is that expression? By seat of your pants? Yeah, yeah. Uh, making shit up as we go along. And this is the federal government. Yep. 
I mean, it kind of sounds like the federal government. Absolutely. Yeah. Finally uh, starting to show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Everything's just in chaos. And it's weird to say, but if the president decides that we're all going to go back in the quarantine or shut us all down again, then we'll probably go back to phase zero and be, you know, 50 people instead of the 100 or something in phase two. It, it could shift that rapidly. Um, we keep being told, be patient, uh, uh, deal with it kind of a thing. Um so it's going to be interesting if they hold on to the August date. Um, really, the drop dead date for me is October 1st because that's the start of the new physical year, which means uh, if they don't have their shit together by October 1st, it's just going to be another year of chaos. So I'm thinking they're trying to get everything situated for October 1st to get us our standards back, get overtime rolling, get everything back the way it was pre-COVID. And I think, uh, conservatively, 40% of our population will leave. Retire, like, upon having be going back into the office? Or quit. Yeah. Because we're being forced back in the office eight or five days a week, yep. eight hours. Um, and we're, we've been talking on Discord that a lot of companies, people are just leaving in droves if they're not able to telework. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple was just told they're going back into the office, and a lot of employees are like, no. Right. No, thank you. So, uh, I think a lot of our people are going to leave. And if you're on the bubble of retirement, you know, you're 61, yeah. (laughs) What's interesting, at least at my work, is like a lot of those older people that are getting closer to retirement, they have been the ones that didn't want to telework at all. They've been in office, like, for the most part. That's pretty on par. Yeah. Um, A lot of the older workplace has this older mentality of being in the office and stuff. So my workplace is chaotic. No idea if they'll have uh, supporting telework or whether it'll, they'll drop it like a bad habit and we'll go back to pre-COVID. No idea. I mean, it all just depends on what the job market decides to do. I think we're going to get really hit hard with a lot of people leaving. Mm-hmm. And it's going to grind everything to a halt. I could see it. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, going to be interesting. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to warm yourself next to a dumpster fire. And just smile and laugh. <laughs> and be like, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing if that's what you're paying me to do because you're inept and haven't decided things. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I don't like being in the office and not doing anything because there's literally nothing I can do but get on Reddit. So, or watch movies on my phone. Right. So you have to drive to work to watch movies on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I do. I could do that from bed. Oh, I do. It. I just do it down here, or I play Minecraft or another video game while I'm doing nothing in my telework. Yeah, because I have nothing to do. Because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. So yeah, that's my work update. Nice. Everything's in chaos. Crazy. Normal. Normal. Par for the course for you know COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things going on. I'm saying goodbye to a friend. Uh, it is now going to Curtis. I get, I have Frank now. Yep. We filed the paperwork today. Nice. Today. Frank is going to a new home. Nice. But slash, not moving. Slash still the same driveway. Literally <laughs> just moving down the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sad. I am sad. But it's a worthy sacrifice to pay off Sally. Nice. Yep. And uh, I've I've forgotten how much I love dailying. 
the Mustang. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous how much I just love driving that car. I get it. Yeah. I mean, when I bought the Corolla, I still had the Civic for a little while, <laughs> but I didn't know what to do with it. Right. Like, I would drive one, then drive the other, and I was like, this is silly. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> why this is happening. I mean, eventually, I'll probably get another second car, mm-hmm. um, but it would be nice to pay off one thing and get ready to pay off more stuff. Right. Which is what I've been kind of working on, getting rid of some debt and uh, start to look at more expensive things that I need to do at the house. Really, there's three big things that I have to do. I need a new AC unit, um, which is like three grand minimum. I need a new roof eventually, and then I'd like to have my driveway done. So, like, you know, 40,000 hours is fine. Oh, that's it? Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. And if you're going to replace your AC, you should probably move it, too. Uh, Yeah, probably. I just don't know where to move it, too. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I could move it on the side of the house. That's what I would do. But then it's by my bedroom, and I don't like that. <laughs> it doesn't. But your house is properly insulated. It shouldn't be that loud. It's not loud at all. I was going to say, I, I mean, I know it's the difference between you and me, but it never bothers me, and it's right outside my window. The only time it would bother me is if my window is open, but I probably wouldn't have the AC on. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if your windows are open. On. <laughs> and if it was on while you had the windows open, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I hate the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that's the right thing. Uh, so, yeah, just working on stuff like that. Um, I'm planning a few trips in the fall as nice. things are open up. I'm going to go to KC for a concert. Uh, I may go, I've been, there's a MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000 does live shows. Nice. And there's two in Iowa. It's the same show. There's two in Iowa, like Des Moines and Cedar Rapids, or there's one in Indy that I can go to. And I'm like, nowhere, Ohio, or Indy. Which one sounds better? I would go to Cedar Rapids if I were you. I've, I've honestly considered going to Iowa because it's probably going to be less crowded and mm-hmm. less people. Yeah. That's true. But that was my train of thought. If you want to be in the middle of the cornfield. Des Moines yeah. just fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's probably like a, just a small, big city. It is. Yeah. It is. Which is fine with me. Indy would probably be a zoo. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. but don't go to Indianapolis. Yeah, I've driven through Indianapolis, but I haven't decided which one of those three I'm going to go to. It's fair. Um, tickets are real cheap too. They're only like twenty five dollars. Mm. Seriously? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'd really like to go see Green Bay at some point. Green Bay? Yeah, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Then do it. Bring back cheese. Oh, wow. Absolutely, I will. <laughs> Can't bring it across the state borders. I'm just kidding. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Frank now. He can. You know how much cheese he can fit yeah, in the back of Frank? Yeah, so much cheese in Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just bring some people back with you, too. There's that, too. <laughs> Smuggle some Canadians. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can fit a whole family of people in Frank's trunk. Mm-hmm. Like, f- for real. I know. <laughs> So I've been I've been thinking about plans for the fall if things don't get shut down and uh, pursuing interests because I have all of the free time because I'm not volunteering for a church anymore. Nice. Funny how that works. Yeah. Um. Uh, I talked about it on the middle. You can listen to that episode with Caleb and I, the plugging my own 
show you should, on you my other show. To it anyway, because it was hilarious. Thank you. Uh, where I had just went to the doctor and got my blood done. So here's an update on that. My cholesterol is good, and my bad cholesterol has dropped by like literally half. Nice. Uh, he still has me on the medication because of my BMI is still like 30%. Uh, but he was really impressed by the weight loss. And he still has me on the meds. Uh, but my weight was 192 at the doctor. Nice. So I'm down like close to 50 pounds uh, from January. Yeah, pretty significant. Yeah, that's great. Nice. As I need to start getting on that train. Get yeah. back to working out. Do it. I took this week off and I feel hilariously fat. Um, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. It's like the first week you stop working out, you feel like you're going to die. Yeah, I, I feel just awful about myself. And it was just kind of a week of rest and my shoulders kind of weak and uh, I'm trying to just rest and then Monday I'll hit it again. Nice. Probably just shift my workout regimen a little bit where I'm not doing my four uh, sets mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so yeah, this is kind of my uplet my upload day. What? My life yeah. update. <laughs> yeah. My upload date. <laughs> my upload date. Uh I'm officiating Caleb's wedding. We've talked about that a little bit. It's exciting. I'm officiating it. So I'm ready for that train wreck. <laughs> 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 What's funny is so uh oh that's why I wanted to mention this. Uh because I've lost all this weight. Well, when I did the initial uh, suit uh, measurement, I was still like 240. Uh, and this was like in the era of COVID because it was September. Was it wasn't this like a year and a half ago? Yes, exactly. Uh, they still have those measurements? Uh-huh. Because he just, uh, Caleb shifted everything to the year hmm. after. So I didn't have to do anything, but they still had those measurements. And they're like, hey, if you have lost a lot of weight, you should probably get remeasured. So that's what I did yesterday. I got remeasured, and I'm like, oh, a female's actually touching me now. I have to ask you about that. Uh-huh. I have some questions about that. Uh, okay. And not Wait, because she female was a female. Touching <laughs> oh, so are you curious about the female touching No, me? so where did you go to get your measurements done, and did it cost you money? Mm, I went to Savvy, and... Uh, Is that where the tuxes are coming from? Yes. Okay, never mind. And I did not have to pay to get remeasured. That doesn't help me. I have to get measured for my buddy Johnny's wedding, mm-hmm. but the tux company that he's getting them from is not here in Missouri. Oh. And so he's like, yeah, just go get your measurements done. They'll do it at a suit shop and then have them submit it to me. I'm like, I what almost, does that mean? I almost had to go through this process when Luke got married. Yeah. It was a year ago. And like this is like before COVID hit. I was able to go onto their website and yep. find one of their affiliate suit shops. And I was going to have to go, like, downtown mm-hmm. to this place, but that was the only annoying part. Yeah. After that, once I got measured, it was going to be in Colorado waiting for me. Right. So it's Friar Tux is what the place is called. Do we have Friar Tux? They just serve alcohol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucking alcohol. It's not the same shit. So I'm like... Do they have a website? Where they you can do. Fill in your they own? have a website where you can fill in your own measurements, but I, I've gained a lot of weight since the last time I got measured somewhere. Well, just have Shaper measure you. She doesn't fucking know how to measure. You just like have to measure your chest and your arm length. Yeah, you just your... have to know where the midpoint is. Like for your legs, it's like right there, but it's like six inches down from your hip. 
or six inches up for me. It should be on the website because that's what I originally had to do. You measured yourself. Yes, because they the the store was closed Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Okay, well maybe I'll have her whip out a fucking measuring tape and do do me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean you two. I have sex with my wife. (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, YouTube probably have an instructional video on. You're probably measure. right. I'm just gonna do that instead of fucking around because I don't want to pay somebody to, done, yeah. to measure me. I don't want to do it, and I like I already have to pay to go to California for this wedding, <laughs> and his rehearsal dinner is at 11:45 a.m. the day before, mm-hmm. so I have to get there either the night before the rehearsal dinner. Or super early in the morning that day, but that's a bad idea. That is a really bad idea. So I need yeah. to get there the night before, mm-hmm. and then I need to figure out where in the world I'm going to stay, like what hotel I'm going to stay at, yeah. how much that's going to cost. Yep. It's just going to be like a ass load of my money that I don't have. So Yeah, if you want to stay at a decent hotel, it'll be like $100 a night. At uh, least conservatively, and yeah. it's California, so double it's that. California, like <laughs> I'm gonna get fucked. Like you could probably just stay at a motel for cheap if you're not concerned about that or AIDS. I don't really give a shit as long as the <laughs> sheets are clean. You could always bring your own sheets too. It's true. <laughs> Throw all that crap on the floor and yep. just not look at the mattress and <laughs> yeah. Do not flip over the mattress. No. Do not. D- don't <laughs> wear gloves. Yeah. Wear gloves. Don't flip it over. Yeah. Blindfold I'm, yourself as you're putting the sheets on. <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see how this works out because this wedding has been, like, so many things have changed. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah. And, yep. like, you know, he initially invited me and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to come because we're having forest. Now you don't have that excuse. And now I don't have that excuse <laughs> because, you know, Schaefer is just going to be here with him anyways, so... When and he came all the way here for my wedding, so... You feel obligated to go? Yes. Um, when is it? September the 25th. That's literally Caleb's. Yep. Huh. Yep. Because I was going to be like, hey, do you want a cannonball down there in Sally? I mean, I would love to do it if it wasn't on the same day as Caleb's. Yeah, well, I have to be at his wedding. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I am sort of the main yeah, speaker. Yeah, you yeah. could literally just bomb it at 120 the whole way there. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would be so dumb. <laughs> I mean, if it was still like the height of COVID, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, there's just a lot of factors that go into all of this because I'm a little bit afraid of the travel because of the new variant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, it, it may get shut down again. I think California just. Uh, yeah, they have a mask mandate in uh, LA County. Yeah, so it may get... Which is can- where he is, because he's in Menifee. Could get canceled again. I mean, I'm thinking about Caleb, too. It could very well... Happen here, too, yeah. Nope. I don't know. I may just tell him, like, hey... He could always fly. Well, you mean fly to California? Mm-hmm. That's my plan. Never plan, yeah. Because I'm not... There's no way I'm driving there. No. It's only like a 28-hour drive or something. I would yeah, literally have over to, an entire day. <laughs> I literally have to leave like two days before because I can't drive that long. I can't do it. 
No. Not 20. I I mean, I drove like 14 hours straight going to Colorado. 14 is the is the longest I could go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much if I had to go any farther. Yeah. I, I canniballed the Philly, and that was about 14, 15 hours. Yeah. And I then I'd have to stay at a hotel before I get there, mm-hmm. pay for that, then get there, then pay for that hotel. <laughs> yeah. Then it's pay for it. all the gas. It's worth it just to fly. Well, It'll be about flights aren't that expensive right now. Like, when I first started looking at them over a month ago... Ah, uh, you made your first mistake. What? So, I actually found this out recently. Is it, like, their websites actually monitor what flights people are looking at, and they'll actually jack the prices up. So... Oh, well, I have a VPN, so they can't track my IP. Okay, good. And <laughs> clear out your cookies, yeah. and... Next time I search, I'll just do that. I'll make sure that it, they don't have any... I don't have any history on that. Yeah. But they, because uh, like the first time I looked, it was like $95 round trip. And then this last time I looked, the cheapest I could find was 150 round trip. Still not bad. Um, but these are like airlines that I've never heard of before in economy class, which I don't care. As long as someone's not touching me mm-hmm. the entire flight, like I'll deal with it because it's not that long of a flight either. But I don't know. Well, I- Four hours. I'm trying to remember what it. It said three and a half on what I looked at. Sounds about right. Yeah. If I got a movie, fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, There's a couple movies in the too. And most planes have Wi-Fi now, so just pop on Netflix or something. And fun fact about me, I've never flown. It's. uh, I don't like it. I really don't. Yeah. I just haven't. I. I'm one of those weird people that just prefers to drive to see like. The cool stuff that you don't normally see if you were to fly. Yeah. Like, that's why I really want to cannibal to LA and take, like, the Route 66 route. I think that would be. I think it depends really on the pretty. drive. Yeah. Like, that drive would be good. Or like, awful because it's all desert. But in Sally, it'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. At least for me. And Frank, not so much. Yeah. And Frank, like, I should probably fly anywhere <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how good at uh, cannibaling Frank would be. At least until I can get the coyote put in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I got touched by a woman for the first time in a long time <laughs> by getting measured. Did you poke her eye out? No. Okay, good. Okay, good. No, not at all. It was I, – I don't get awkward about anything, and I have no personal space anyway. But this w- woman who I think was in her 20s, like, was just bored out of her mind. I'm like, cool, cool, thanks. For touching me, I guess. Thanks for touching me. <laughs> I should have said that to her. <laughs> and got arrested. It's fine. Uh, but I, I went to the mall, and this is the first time I've gone to a mall since, like, even before COVID. First time I've gone to a mall in, like, years. And I had a memory flood my mind. And this had to have been circa 2001 before 9-11. And that, will re- that is kind of a key factor is... Um, me and some of my friends, and it had to have been when I was 16, because I remember us being there alone, like having driven there, or I drove separately, or whatever. Anyways, we have a cap gun fight in the middle of <laughs> a mall. Oh, yeah. And it had to have been before 9-11. 100% before. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, did you guys get talked to by some No. No, nothing? Nothing. Wow. Some adults looked at us kind of weird. Yeah. But nothing. Huh. Yeah. I was just thinking I about fly today. <laughs> you would get straight up arrested today. Yeah, straight up arrested. Mm-hmm. Probably even shot. Maybe 
Probably shot, yeah. Like, no joke. Like, probably guns drawn. Yeah. <laughs> but that memory flooded me when I went to the mall. And I'm like, oh, I remember doing that when I was a teenager, having a cap gun fight in a mall. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Only 20 years ago. But the best thing to stop a bad guy with a cap gun is a good guy with a good or with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh i remember the gun was like a revolver style cap gun that was all black and it had the orange tip on it sure yeah yeah i can't believe we <laughs> Do they even sell cap guns anymore i don't know Those i don't know were sweet they were especially the revolver ones because they like you had to like flip it open and you had to put mm-hmm. in the cartridge just like you would I don't like bullets. I remember having a cap gun when I was a little kid. That was the ribbon one. So it was like a paper ribbon. And uh, it was like a revolver, uh, like a cowboy style revolver. And you put the ribbon, like the spool, inside the little, where you would put bullets. And, and then just kind of string the thing through the hammer. But it looked like a real gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wouldn't fly today either. Like yeah. no orange marking on it at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, even some of the aerosoft guns uh, are just look like military rifles if you take the little uh, orange tip off of it. Yep. Yeah. And people do that all the time. Uh, but I saw something the other day. There was a uh, Lego cover for a gun. Good. Yeah, I was like, that's not awful. I'm going to get somebody killed. Probably. I have seen um, real guns done to the style of uh the nintendo gun thing whatever that thing's called. yeah the for duck hunt yeah back in the day yeah the light gun the light gun yeah thanks and i also saw this is what <laughs> i was at the mall again and there's a lego store and i saw uh the classic adidas shoe in lego the classic adidas shoe like the white and black oh well, the it, fucking ugly ass shit i like those hate those with the, the classic you know the th- white with the black three black stripes mm-hmm. uh, white shoes just don't do i don't like me I, yeah i got out of white shoes but i do like those uh but yeah a lego version of that i'm like uh, the lego shoe is probably more expensive than the actual <laughs> shoe <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my mall experience uh being around people in the public is just weird mm-hmm. and, i'm trying uh, to slowly reintegrate myself I still just try to avoid it for the most part. Yeah. I, I, I'm I just thinking about how weird the mall experience is. I find myself shopping for shit on Amazon that I could literally just spend 15 minutes and going to the store to buy. 100%. Like all the time. 100%. And then I stop myself and I'm like, get off your ass. Go to the <laughs> store. What are you doing? <laughs> see i think about that too and i'm like but it's cheaper than amazon mm. that hasn't been the case for some of the stuff i've been looking at but really yeah for me the case is always it's cheaper than amazon and i don't amazon. like people and two-day shipping and two-day shipping shipping yep shipping you got that prime got that prime i do have prime i subscribe to your twitch channel thank you you're welcome i do not have prime anymore i'm sorry okay the sacrifices you make so that you can actually have money after you pay all of your bills at the end of the month i feel yeah i do the once a year thing what is it 119 a year yeah something like that yeah yeah 
instead of another monthly fee. I did get rid of Hulu. I don't know if anyone noticed here, but I did get rid of Hulu. I think I tried opening it up the other day and it didn't open. Yeah. And Do you guys want Hulu here again? I have it. Okay. <laughs> I'll trade you my Disney Plus. I have Disney Plus. Well, Wait, do you have HBO Max? I do. No. Um, Netflix? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't pay. I, I pay for Hulu. That's it. Okay. Because I had the Disney Plus ESPN Hulu bundle, but then it was going up in price, and yep. then Netflix is like the same price. I'm like, well, mm, no. Yeah. And I mean, net, uh, Netflix and Hulu, it's relatively the same. Yeah. I mean, they're the same. They just have different stuff. Yeah. And then there's fucking cable television. Mm-hmm. Which we have here. <laughs> Which we have here. That we get for free. free. Yeah. yeah. I would have it if I got it for free, too. Right? Yep. Like no reason not to. I barely ever watch it, but just every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. Well, I was watching uh, AEW, mm-hmm. but now I just pirated it for no no reason at all. <laughs> Even though you could just go upstairs and watch it on TV. I'm like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this chair is too comfortable. Actually, this chair sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. That's why I'm always leaning forward. because oh. my back is like uh, all floppy and broken. Uh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe you should get yep. a new chair. Yeah, I should. Yeah, that's Dude, what she said. Good office chairs are so expensive. Yes. Yeah, but the good ones are worth it. They are, but they're like $500 is like what you have to spend at least Yep. to yep. get something that's not going to destroy your back. Yep. The ones in my office are like 900 bucks a piece. Yep. I have no idea what the ones in my office cost. Yeah. We have steel, uh, steel case chairs ours our office aurora like a-u-r-o-a something yeah, like aurora, that yeah They're like 900 dollars a piece on amazon yeah, i know somebody comes in like once a year and cleans our chairs <laughs> yeah so they don't smell like someone's asshole yep well you smart know. <laughs> ours are all mesh so they don't smell yeah good that's why i like this chair because it was mesh but then i was fat and leaned on it and it broke Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like maybe I should lose weight. That was the motivation because you broke your office chair. <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. Not really, uh, but yeah, part of it. It's like hmm, maybe I should uh, do something about this. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, now I feel better and uh, I can't wait for to play hockey and uh, punch someone in the face. Nice. How's I do? You can do that anywhere. It's true. I bet it hit really hard now, too. Yeah, but punching someone in the face anywhere usually re- leads to, like, an assault charge. Yeah. At least in hockey, you can just be like, whoops. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> My hand slipped. I did that on accident. On his nose. I literally <laughs> watched you ball up your fist and then punch me. <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I say punching people in the face, they're all wearing helmets and masks and So you're stuff. punching their mask. mask. yeah. Yeah. With my glove. Yeah. Still probably doesn't feel great, but it's not like taking good hard fist to the face no it'll knock you over but that's about it some people just love a good hard fist to the face you know what i'm saying (laughs) no i don't actually (laughs) face fisting face fisting (laughs) it's like skull fucking but a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) someone's probably doing it out there someone's into it yeah i will not kink shame whatever you're into man especially not you furries out there I don't kink shame, man. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. If you want to dress up like a, a school mascot and have at it, go for it, man. <laughs> I don't care. 
<laughs> you want to look like Lucky Charms? That's great. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I don't. Whatever you want to do in the bedroom. Oh, my God. Only. I just thought of something horrible. Oh, good. No, I don't No, think no, I, you have to. You have to. You have to now. If you like to fuck Lucky Charms, you're a serial rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well played. Well played. Uh, Tricks are for kids. Uh, <laughs> Dad jokes? No, that's just PDP, Leo. <laughs> uh, gross. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, that's why I didn't want to say it. Well, now it's forever recorded on the podcast. Yep, there you go. Uh, that'll give us subscribers. Love I'm you. <laughs> I mean, the stupid shit that I've said on this podcast, it's fine. Yeah, we've probably said worse at some point. Oh, 100%. People probably think that I hate trees and hate the environment. It's fine. You do. I do. <laughs> we did cut down a lot of trees We here. cut down a lot of trees. <laughs> Tim, literally everyone knows that you hate outside. That's true. Dude, I'm like allergic to the outside. Like, it's no joke. bad, yeah. Like, in the sun... Absolutely hates me. People don't believe me when I say I burn and then I become paler once my skin pales <laughs> until they see it. <laughs> like, I am pasty white. This is the tannest I've ever been, and I'm, like, not even a shade of brown. Yeah, you still look pretty pasty. Yeah. And this is, like, the tannest I've ever been. It's I. There you go. I hate it. So, yeah, I hate the environment. I don't believe in climate change. Don't wear a mask. And Fuck Al Gore. Yeah. That's not true at all. <laughs> Especially don't. What ever happened to that guy? Is he dead? I don't know. Okay. I haven't thought about Al Gore. Since 2000? <laughs> At least. Well, I found it funny that he was all about the environment and climate change and did that huge presentation about climate change and he lives in like a super mansion that like kills the environment. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. It It's perfect. Which is... Really, if you really think about what I've said, that's my argument. Like, it's all these rich people telling us about climate change, but then making us suffer and they live lives yeah, of luxury. Do what they do. Yeah. It's like, and like these car manufacturers, not to get on this topic again, these car manufacturers are like, and the EPA is going after like consumers in the aftermarket and saying, you're polluting the environment. Go after car makers who are still doing this and producing more pollution than the average joe is by having a v8 mustang yes there is plants going through the gr- the basement window <laughs> i don't i don't dude i no, don't know. it's it's a perfect addition to the basement <laughs> yeah it gives it it gives it some feng shui oxygen yeah in oxygen yeah i don't know how it got through the basement window but it's there well it's coming through the top like the frame right we're gonna have to take a peek at this when we're done I'm, I'm curious. I, I've seen it, and I just don't care. Well, it's because you want plants in your room. It's true. Yeah. This is the only kind of plants I like are the ones that Vine. are the indoors. Ones that are extra, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vines that grow into your house. Yep. But that one's problematic because it's literally coming from the outside. No, that's fine. It, it wants to be inside. It's an inside plant. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, it is. You might want to check your foundation. Uh, well, that's a new window, so I'm sure there's like a gap up there. It's fine. It's fine. It's, right. uh, yeah, it's just because it, they replaced all the windows in the basement when the house fire happened. And they're probably not seated well. I can see that. Your house, Tim. 
Yeah, because the original Windows for basements, this is why everyone hates doing basement windows or won't do basement windows, is because when they originally build the foundation, they literally put the window inside the foundation Mm -hmm. and concrete around it rather than that where they, like, cut a part of it and just put up a frame and so it just creeps in. Yep. That's why no one ever touches basement windows, but they did because the fire department literally shattered, like, three of them when they came through the house. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. They were just out to get your windows. Well, they're supposed to bust out all of the windows in the house, or most of them, to like alleviate the pressure and make sure there's no fire. That's why all the soffits were busted through, because they have to poke to make sure there's no like embers or stuff burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Not that I have any significant trauma still left over from that or PTSD. Why or... would you? No, not at all. No. But I'm the asshole. That's a whole other story. uh so anyways on to the topic uh at hand and which will be the title of this podcast uh i said last episode that i'm not going to force topics anymore i'm only going to react to stuff that happens or that i see instead of like just forcing it and so um this is something i've heard before but i saw it on reddit because that's all i do at work is basically get on reddit uh and it was the expression Love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh, and before we get started on this conversation, I will point out this is nowhere found in the Bible whatsoever. So, what feelings do you have uh, that are invoked by that expression? Love the sinner, hate the sin. It just sounds like my mom. <laughs> Boomer logic? Yeah. It's my mom for you. Mm. I've heard that so many times from her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I just don't feel why it's important to label sinners. That's a good point. Yep. Like, don't even think about it. Yes, we know in the Bible that we all sin, we all fall short, but don't think of somebody as their sin. Yep. That's a good point, Drew. Any other feelings invoked? Um... I mean, I kind of just, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, sure, we can hate sin all we want, but uh, kind of like along the lines that Curtis is saying, it's you're categorizing people by their sin instead of just being like, hi, your name is what? You know, not like, hi. Your name is what, and what sins have you committed lately that I can hate? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. There's... I, drove, I drove 46 and a 45. Right. <laughs> God, I hate that you did that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I hope Jesus doesn't care about speed limits or right? else I'm in trouble. Well, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's the other point that I get to is that, like, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, mm-hmm. directly or indirectly... Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you can get into the legalistic version where you have to obey the laws of the land and all that. And Because we're, we're great about that around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Bible nerd may say, well, you're if you're doing one mile per hour over, you're still committing sin. Whether or not Jesus cares, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how legalistic Jesus is going to be about his own scripture. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what I do know is Jesus loves people. Yep, sure does. Mm-hmm. And he washed uh, Judas's feet mm-hmm. before he betrayed him. So I don't know if he really so much cares about his feelings. But I don't know. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Yeah. Because he's the one that tells me what to do. Yeah, we'll let him speak for himself. <laughs> right. Um, so as I said, uh, Jesus never said it, nor did any writer of scripture ever invoke the phrase, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. Nowhere. As it found in the Bible. There is one where I think a lot of people get it from, um, and I don't have the scripture in front of me, but I'll paraphrase. It's when Peter says something to Jesus, and Jesus is like, uh, leave you uh, evil one or the enemy. Uh, um, I forget it now. I would have to look it up, and I don't want to. Or maybe I will. Uh, but it's in the gospel when Peter messes up and Jesus goes after the, the enemy rather than Peter, he, uh, attacks the enemy. And so a lot of people think that's where this phrase comes from. Does anyone know, uh, where the expression came from? Absolutely not. I was going to ask. Drew, any thoughts? No, I, yeah, I don't really. Devil wears Prada. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's actually from Gandhi. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only part that we have, uh, uh, something, yeah, Gandhi. Um, we do have something akin to it in Christian history. Uh, and this is a quote from the article I was reading, uh, as a pastor and biblical scholar, Adam Hamilton writes in half truths, God helps those who help themselves and other things. The Bible doesn't say are a letter from St. Augustine to a group of nuns encourage him to have love quote for mankind and hatred of sins. That's the closest we get to in Christian history about, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. Otherwise, Gandhi in 1929 said, hate the sin and not the sinner is a precept which, though easily enough to understand, is really practice, and that is why the poison of hatred spreads in the world. So Christians have been quoting Gandhi forever, basically, and had no idea that they were quoting him. Yep. A, quoting Gandhi, B, kind of misquoting Gandhi yeah. at the same time. Right. <laughs> Bumper, th- bumper sticker theology. Yeah. Uh, Ninety nine point one, Joy <laughs> FM. Pretty <laughs> much. Um, if you have a Joy FM sticker on your car, you're automatically a bad driver. It's true. The logic follows like that around here in St. Louis. Yeah. Man. Just like if you have a coexist sticker on your. Uh, car you're probably a raging racist (laughs) is that how that works (laughs) only people i've met who have coexist stickers on their car are fucking psychotic racists really yeah that's really interesting isn't that weird yeah (laughs) like have you like asked them about the stickers no i just like i know people you just know yeah huh uh the scripture i was referring to is matthew 16 23 and jesus this is Jesus. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are similarly blocked to me. You do not have the mind, the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. That's not at all what love the sinner, hate the sinner no. says. No. Um, Jesus, on the other hand, asks us to love neighbors and enemies. Not 
anything relevant to what that was said. So, yeah. Um, so the post that I saw on Reddit uh, was a Twitter post. Um, some woman says this. It turns out, uh, Twitter post, turns out my friends who love me uh, say, hate the sin, love the sin in regards to my sexuality, feel very attacked when I, to them, say, hate the belief, love the believer. Almost after Almost as if the phrase is just an underhanded way to tell someone you actually don't love them. And I love that. Yeah, that's so, so good. Much. I like yeah. that so much. <laughs> Hate the belief, love the believer. Uh, because it's literally the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, of course, a lot of the comments in this red thread were bashing Christians and rightfully so. I go down later in the thread and I respond to the comment that said, My favorite to hit them back with with is judge not least you be judge and judgment is mine saith the lord if that doesn't shut them up just start on on the whole asking them how they decide which parts of their books they believe and which parts they ignore because it's inconvenient and i responded and said and mentioned hate the sin love the sinner is not found anywhere in the bible also mentioned that according to scripture liars go- gossips drunkenness people who judge you can literally find this in scriptures that say this will not inherit the kingdom of god also point out the very same verses says sexual and moral not to mention no mention of same sex relationships trans etc so really those verses contain just about everybody so who does inherit the kingdom of god Turns out, if you actually love people and Christ and don't judge them, you will. There's going to be a lot of upset Christians who have been dicks to people who say this kind of crap that Christ is going to be like, nah, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. That was my response. I got a kind of some of votes, uh, but not as much as the person I commented to. Because uh, Christians that say this kind of just bullshit uh, really don't love people, I think. They don't. Yeah, I could see that. Because you're just being underhanded, and it's more of an insult, and you're just judging that person. Yeah. You know what I wish, like, people in general would do? This is a weird thought process here, but if you want to be a dick and you want to be an asshole to someone, just do it. You don't have to say, I'm a Christian. Here's how I'm an asshole to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just be an asshole. Just be an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. You You can just leave the whole I'm a Christian part out. Yeah. And I'll get the same message. Yeah. You don't have to be an asshole through the guise of Christianity. Like, well, it gives them the high horse to sit on. But does it? It does because you're saying, well, I have a moral authority. You know, I hate what you do, but I love you. It's so weird to me that people actually I believe that your that's reality a thing, and like, substitute my own. Right? You know, like. But that's what Christians do. Yeah, it is what they do. But still, like, just be an asshole. It's like saying, ha-ha, I'm going to heaven, and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. That that right there, uh-huh. that's condemning people, uh-huh. which is exactly what the Bible says not to do, uh-huh. which, is- which means you're not going to heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever read the Bible? Nope. And that's why bumper, the- bumper sticker theology exists. Joy (laughs) FM. I'm going to say that every time now. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because it's that moral uh, superiority and saying I'm better than you and here's why. Because I'm a Christian. Yeah. 
it's I think about like even my high school days. I mean, I was kind of stuck up in a lot of ways, but I never used my Christianity as a reason for why I was better, quote unquote, than somebody else. Like, uh, I was very, very against alcohol when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and you know, all the popular kids and people that are partying and partying and stuff are always talking about it. And I just remember, like, talking to these kids and be like, "Why are you?" wasting your time doing this shit, like doing something, because to me it's like, it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. I'm weird like that. And, uh, but I never was like, the Lord says. The Lord says. (laughs) Like, I was always just like, you're an idiot because you're an idiot. And it has nothing to do with my religion. Like, I don't know. It's weird to think about. Well, for sure. I mean, uh, the another thing that gets brought up when we're talking about this stuff is people that quote scripture to you when you're like in an argument or because you did something wrong and they quote scripture at you. Yeah. That's another thing that just pisses me off. Yeah. That's my mother-in-law. I'm sorry. She also literally takes everything out of the Bible out of context <laughs> and adds her own flavor to it to adjust Perfect. to her agenda. Perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> what, which I love the way I loved how your face lit up. You like that one? That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're quoting scripture at someone, uh, you're uh, when you're in like an argument or to be like, you're doing this, so I'm going to quote this Bible verse at you. You're doing it wrong. The only time <laughs> when that is appropriate, if it is a theological debate. Or when you're doing more something accountable, like right. having accountability partners and you're doing it in a very loving way. Yeah. like with other Christians. Yes. Not with unsaved people that don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, or, even, even like, care. what yeah. I mean is when other Christians do it to other Christians to have, like, an argument and saying, you're violating this and this is what you did wrong, so right. blah, 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 blah. Right. When you're probably just doing this all wrong. Right. Um. Uh, and it's funny when people do it to me uh, because I probably know more scriptures. Say because you have a pretty solid understanding of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And people do it to me all the time. I'm going to tell a story here in a minute. Well, I adjust my uh, entire microphone thing. <laughs> I've just been watching over. you do this for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Um, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> do you need an extra hand over there? Maybe. I'm just going to kind of make this up as I go. Um, this is great for an audio format. I know. Nobody knows of what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. and how I'm struggling over here, but I'm maintaining composure in my voice. Yeah, that's great. This is why I'd probably be good at improv or something, as you can hear it on the microphone. Yeah, I can hear it. People yeah. can hear it. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know what's happening. If you were an editing type, I'd say you should probably edit that. Out. No, you're just gonna leave it. In no, there. I am, because it's funny. <laughs> uh, so this is years ago. Uh, and this is a whole other story that happens in this situation. Um, a lot of trauma, actually. Uh, it was, I was married at the time. We, I get forced to resign from my pastoring position. So this is circa 2009, 2010. And we decide to move across the country to Dallas. And I don't have a job. And we move to Dallas. And this is a whole other story, but I really feel like the the Dallas moving to Dallas is a really a lot of the source of my trauma and uh, the problems that happened later in my life. 
that I'm still kind of dealing with, which is very strange to think about. Um, but we moved to Dallas and, uh, I'm fresh out of being a pastor and I went to college for this whole thing. I have a religion degree, which no one cares about and go to Dallas to try to find a job. And I'm married at the time and we're living with this couple, uh, which I really looked up to really, really loved a whole lot. And, uh, moving in with them. They kind of are gracious and let us live in one of their bedrooms and just to kind of get our feet on the ground. And this is right at the recession of 2008, the housing market burst and uh, the, the economy is still crazy and still not functioning well, even in 2010. So here I am trying to find a job in one of the biggest cities in America. And my gosh, I applied to like 200 jobs from January 2010 to when I left in May of 2010. Uh, restaurants, uh, places like Target, Best Buy. Just anything. Anything. Temp agencies, even six different temp agencies. Guess how many phone calls I got? One. Uh, maybe one. And it was a shady, shady place. Uh, and I remember this. This has nothing to do with the story, but more context. It was a shady place where it was like an event coordinator for some business. And I'm thinking, well, I kind of did that as a pastor. I, you know, coordinated camps and whatnot. Yeah. So I have some experience in this. That sounds interesting. So I go into Shady McShaderson Inc. building in the middle of nowhere, Dallas. And I go in and I interview with this lady. And she's like, oh, yeah, you have a kind of a good personality. How do you feel about installing windshields for cars? What? Yeah. It's an interesting event coordinator. Uh, yeah, qualification. task for you to do. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm, uh, this is our other business that we do. And uh, I think you would be a better fit for installing car windshields with another person. No, that's not the job I interviewed for. <laughs> that's not why I'm here. So fucking weird. <laughs> and I remember feeling like, I'm going to get stabbed when I leave. <laughs> So I obviously couldn't find a job, and uh, the church I was going to was a phenomenal church. It was a mega church, but it was a really good church, and the pastor was probably one of the better pastors, 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 uh, where he would just read out of the Bible, which I loved. And he gets to either, I think, first or second Thessalonians, and I definitely remember it was a Paul writing, and it was a scripture that said, uh, if you don't work, you don't eat. I didn't have a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what gets quoted at me? Right. Yeah. And here I am feeling very ashamed of myself because I had just lost my pastoring job. I'm questioning the church. I'm questioning everything. Uh, the only kind of relationship that was kind of strong at the time was me and my ex-wives because we're trying to figure it out. She was getting a paycheck. She was working for the government still. And everything seemed fine on that end. We were paying our bills. We're not well off financially and by any stretch of means, but we were paying our bills and I couldn't find a job. And that gets quoted at me. Yeah. And I remember just feeling defeated and crushed that this person who I looked up to and respected was just quoting the scripture at me, having no context for what I was going through or knew any much of the situation, just saw that it wasn't working. And that gets invoked on me. Yeah. Wait, so this was like in a one-on-one conversation? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, again, using scripture to for the intent of hurting someone or to making someone feel convicted, yeah. I feel like is wrong. 
Yeah, I thought you were saying this was like in context of he was preaching. Well, he did say that in preaching. Yeah. Uh, but this was th- the friend coming up to me later and saying that. Oh, so it wasn't the pastor. No. Oh, okay, it was somebody else. Yes. Gotcha. The pastor was reading the scripture and said it on stage, mm-hmm. and then the friend comes to me later and says, yeah, you don't work, you don't eat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start looking at that verse, and you realize that it's massively taken out of context, and he's talking more about a benevolent fund, and people gaming the church or screwing the church over, basically not working and taking the uh, advantage of the church and their beloved funds. Yeah. Whether than you don't have a job, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Right. But bumper sticker theology. 99.1 Joy FM. And I was just, I paused for that. <laughs> um, and using a verse out of context to hurt mm-hmm. somebody. And shortly thereafter, this kind of hurt the friendship, obviously, because I took great offense to this. And we ended up moving back to Missouri to get my old job back because I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. And uh, that's the damage that quoting scripture out of context for the intent to hurt does to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this expression, you know, uh, love the sinner, hate the sinner, has, invokes the same kind of feelings from me. Yeah. Um, do you have any other expressions that you guys can think of that's been touted uh, like that? I I can't come up with any off the top of my head, but I do know that like my mother is like just very gung ho about like, well, it's against the law, so you shouldn't do it. And I mean, it kind of comes back to the speeding thing. Like that's just as much of a sin in this book as anywhere else. And I just... I circle back around to if it's not hurting anybody, either known or, or knowingly or unknowingly, then why is it a big deal? Why is it something that we're talking about? If I'm hurting myself and like I'm being confronted like that, I get it. Right. I'm just trying to fill space for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I the was... cable is stuck <laughs> through the arm. And I'm like, what? I saw that and I was like, Ugh. I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, I was. That's fine. Just, I'm just talking gonna... for a while it's to fine. try and fill some space to give you a chance to clean that up. But it's, it's, it's a lost cause now. I'm just gonna hold the microphone. This is a content you don't pay for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm used to holding a microphone. I used to have to all the time. Anyway. Um. Yeah, my parents. Like, used to do that to me. Uh, don't talk like that. You're the preacher boy. I was, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. Like, you haven't gone to church since 1970 when you got married. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Uh, it, it just, it bothers me. And uh, stop quoting scripture at people. And stop saying, uh, hate the sin, love the sinner. Because it's not biblical. In fact, I, I do believe there's scripture referencing, hey, don't use uh, scripture for the intent to hurt people. But, you know, what do I know? You're more uh, knowledgeable about it than I am, so. The other thing that I hate that is all over online is thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that one either. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. When I had my event a couple years ago, everyone's oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm praying for you. I'm like, Cool, thanks. I don't. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, like I get that you care. Right. It's just. 
Yeah. It just feels empty to me. Yeah, I I get that too. Um, I think there is some merit by saying, you know, I'm praying for you because they're taking time out to go to God and say, hey, you know, protect this person. But to announce it, Mm -hmm. especially in a public forum. Public forums, yeah. It's kind of shitty. I've never, never liked when people say that. Never. Because it's like you're just putting emphasis on you that you're praying for me. And that feels weird. Just do it in your private time. Yeah. If you really care, you're going to take the time out. I don't need to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't hate thoughts and prayers as much uh, because I got kind of defensive of people who would say that because there was so many shitters on social media. Mm-hmm. They would make fun of people for saying that. And it's like, I don't think these people are being malicious. They're just fucking boomers that yeah, legitimately want you to like be thinking about people that are hurting or something like that. And then we get into this dumbass cycle of people getting mad that people say thoughts and prayers. And it's just like, get the fuck over it. Like, I understand right. why it's annoying. I, I hate because it's annoying mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But then you have the other people on the other side of the spectrum. Who are being genuine. Yeah, right. And then you get the other people on the other side of the spectrum that are just fucking assholes about it. And it's like, get get over it. They're not hurting you. Right. <laughs> like, come on. And uh, But that's that's social media, right? 100%. That's just social media. And uh, But I agree with you, like, public forum prayer type of discussion mm-hmm. is more of like I'm lifting myself up publicly to make myself look better. Yep. I, I'm on board with that for mm-hmm. sure. So I also don't like when uh, production companies or music videos like show people in worship. That's weird to me. I don't like it either. It's weird. Or like people crying like really? Okay. It's weird. I have a problem with Sarah McLaughlin for all those same reasons. Because she makes you cry. Of an angel. Sad puppies. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know you don't watch cable. Uh, I do know that. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Is she dead? No. No, she's still alive. No idea. Okay. Because that commercial is like 100 years old. Pretty sure it came out in the 90s. Yeah. That's 100 years for Tim. Dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dude. No, I'm pretty sure she actually is from Missouri. Is she? I think so. Interesting. One of those big 90s names. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it's her. I don't know. I don't know if I care either. Yeah. Dude, the 90s were 100 years ago for me. That's fair. Dude. I was thinking about it at the mall again, reliving my cap gun fight. I'm like, that was 20 years ago, and that feels seven lifetimes ago for yeah. me. Yeah, right. Drew and I were actually children in the 90s. I know. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I was a teenager in the late 90s. Like, it's just it's weird. And the amount of stuff that I did, uh, especially in, like, my late teens and early 20s, it just feels like I, I've lived seven lifetimes already. I was eight years old in the year 2000. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> I was driving in 2001. I was 10? Jesus. Nine or 10? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like 
had my driver's license. I, the other day, I was playing, I was streaming some Hunt with a couple of other Hunt streamers that I hit. One of them I know pretty well. One uh-huh. of them I just met. And uh, the guy that I just met, we were all talking about, like, age differences or something at one point, And he wasn't mentioning how old he was. Because mm-hmm. I know he's older, and I was like, it doesn't, you know, I don't give a shit how old he is. But right, right, right. He, uh, he quoted... Team America when Kim Jong Un is singing, mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. remember that? Part? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You guys know what I'm talking about?" And I was off the top of my head, I didn't. And then he said it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And I was like, "I got in really big trouble when I was a kid because I convinced my dad that that movie was just like Thunderbirds." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You didn't bother to look anything up about it, and then we watched like. Some of it, like he wa- let me watch the beginning of it, yeah. even though it's like Probably America, not. fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> he let me watch it, and then we started progress, and then it got worse and worse, and he got so worse. mad Should at me. <laughs> but uh, and then he's, I was like, yeah, I was twelve when I watched that movie Jeez. for the first time. He was like, yeah, I was twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I remember seeing that movie in the theater. I wasn't old enough. What, how old were you, 18? I have no idea. I'm about to look it up. It came out in 04. 04, yeah, I would have been 18. Yeah. I graduated high school in there 2004. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man. I was 12. Oh, my God. You guys are babies to me. It's okay. Yep. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We've known this. It's true. And it's weird because I'm only 36 and my older friends give me crap about this all the time. It's like, it's it's... Definitely the mileage versus the years for me. Yeah. Just the amount, like, even talking last week with Caleb about, oh, yeah, I used to book bands mm-hmm. and had, like, a mini venue out of that church. And I did that in my early 20s and late teens. And it feels like oh, 100 years ago that yeah. I did that. Like, it, it's weird to think that Nick and I, not. Uh, the Nick that's on the show were like semi-famous in the St. Louis area for having the stupid little venue and how bands knew us and right. would go up to us when any concert we went to and would recognize us. Yeah. Right. And it's weird to think about that. You know, I was 18, 19, 20 years old doing that. Right. Yeah. I think the attic falling apart is why STL punk died. <laughs> <laughs> the attic fell apart because STL punk died. Uh, because STL Punk died, I think, like, in 2005, because Nick was still there. And I remember having conversations with him, booking bands, like, how do we do this now? Mm. And we tried to go to MySpace, but MySpace was such a cluster, especially to get, like, local bands. Mm-hmm. It was just a nightmare to find. And then eventually Facebook came around, and I m- remember trying to dabble with Facebook a little bit to book bands. And it was just a mess. And I left everything in 2006. And I did that awful, huge show that no one came to. Yeah. Uh, We stopped booking because Nick had left, so it was only up to me to book bands. And I had kind of gotten away from booking bands. And Nick kind of did it all for Mm -hmm. a while. And then he leaves, so then we shut down the attic for the summer of 2006. And then in the fall, for the fall schedule, I do a Return to the Attic show. Had 10 bands booked 
Uh, and it was like an all day event or like a mini attic fest. And I think like 200 people showed. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. It was all day. Mm. It started at like one noon to one and went all the way to like midnight. A lot of people were pissed at me because no one came to that show. And then I left. (laughs) 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 Because I know you and a few others started to take it over. No. Yeah. Yeah. I gave you the keys to the kingdom. I specifically remember that. And it it died. Yeah. 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 Because there were no bands around. Yeah. You'd get like the same band there every week and that was about it. Yeah. Because that's still punk died. Yeah. And then a lot of the other venues closed down in uh, St. Louis. Yep. Man, that like I said, that feels a hundred years ago. Yeah, because that was before I was married, before I was a pastor, before I finished college. Even like, oh my god, you guys were children. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I only went to one attic fest. No, probably two thousand four, the one with the black shirts. Yeah, the black shirts. That yeah. was the good year. Yeah. Yep. I remember punching Matt Griffin that year too. <laughs> <laughs> He probably deserved it. Oh, he absolutely did. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what food that I had, but I was helping out at Attic Fest like pretty heavily that year. Mm-hmm. Nick mm-hmm. and I were doing a lot of shit, like moving equipment for all of the bands, like the whole time. Yeah. And Griffin was literally just standing there watching us do shit. <laughs> <laughs> As he was back then. Yeah. 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 Typical Matt. And... Uh, <laughs> I had a giant plate of food, and I hadn't eaten all day, and he literally ate the whole thing while I was moving shit around, and I, like, I'm looking around trying to find out where the fuck my food went, and I see Matt eating, like, finishing it off and being like, <laughs> and so I punched him. I'm good. As hard as I could. Yep. Right in the chest. He was like, <sighs> and he... I don't know where he went after that. (laughs) (laughs) Never return ever again. Didn't see him again probably until the Solo Cup story. (laughs) Fantastic. And he probably forgot that I did that too. He forgot about Solo Cups. Yeah, he did. That's true. (laughs) He definitely doesn't remember that. I do remember that Attic Fest, I think, was in the Riverfront Times. It was. Yeah. I remember hearing about it. It was like a big deal. There's yeah, so many fucking bands there. We had a lot there. of people there. It was 50 bands, and I want to say I think the final tally was between 1,500 to 2,000 people. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of people there that weekend. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised we all didn't get arrested. Yeah. And we did it <laughs> at our church <laughs> with a 19-year-old literally leading the charge. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I wonder what happened to all those shirts we sold. Well, two of them. Well, I know that. I and see there's those, but like we sold a lot of shirts that year. I mean, that's almost a 20 year old shirt. Yeah. So I bet no one has it anymore. Yeah, they're probably all gone. Probably. That's the last relic. Well, there's one in my uh, drawer upstairs too. Okay. I think I have one of those still. Yeah. It doesn't fit at all, but I have it. Mine's a little tight, but I, it still fit. Have you tried it on lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm working on uh, my joke, and I'm probably going to use that shirt. Nice. Working on your joke. Yeah. That's the whole Instagram thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've talked about it. A little bit. Okay. Yep. I, I've been posting a lot of black and white photos. Uh, okay, that joke. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
and that's going to happen soon. I just need to find someone to actually uh, help me with that. And I need some more materials. But yes. Drew, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking at you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's the show. Um, don't be an asshole to people. But if yeah. you are an asshole, <laughs> just sure be an they, asshole. Just make, be an yeah, asshole. and make sure they deserve it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and don't do it with uh, Christian guys. Because uh, I feel like that's way worse than just being an asshole. Oh, it somebody. is. You're more of an asshole if you do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's scripture to support that. Yep. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Any final thoughts, Drew? Um, final thoughts? Um, no. Nope. No thoughts? No. Nope. I've got some final thoughts, but I'm going to leave it in my brain. Fair. Yep. <laughs> After the last one, I don't yeah. know if I want to go through that again. Probably wise. Uh, Curtis, any final thoughts? Um, no, I'm chilling. Cool. Nothing exciting here. Hmm. My final thought is I'm still ripping this off of Jerry Springer and no one gets the joke and I love it. Cool. You guys probably don't even know who Jerry Springer is. I know who Jerry yeah. Springer is. You were probably babies. Yeah, I I know who Jerry Springer is. Yeah. You'd to... stay up late on accident and then <laughs> you could see the some on. garbage show. Yeah. You get some garbage human beings. If you don't know the joke, it, every episode of the Jerry Springer show, he would always end with his final thoughts. My final thoughts are so that's where I got that from. Something that happened. Never would have gotten that. In the 90s. That no one cares about. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can still watch reruns of the. We're doing it. Oh. This podcast is going to be now a Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer <laughs> rerun. Rerun review. Yeah. I can probably get Caleb to do that on the middle. I bet he'd love it. Probably. <laughs> I mean, that, that show was really entertaining. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Please. Uh, I'm really proud of that show because it's really funny. Probably the best bits we've ever done on the show ever. Because uh, we solved their murder. Yeah, and I really support the dinner theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the middle, uh, literally the last episode of this podcast, uh, of besides this one. Uh, know that I love you. I care about you. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Okay, bye.